Gracious Heavenly Father, we praise you and we thank you once again for a moment like this. Father, we thank you for your presence and we believe that you are in control of our life. Lord, you take care of us. Now you minister to us through your word. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Once again, it's my privilege to share God's word with you. And um, recently, of course, God has been speaking to us on a daily basis, personally to us, and also to edify one another. As we enter, and we could sense the presence of God in every moment, even till now and even after. And uh, when I say something from here, from the world, if you believe, see, amen to that. Right? As for the world and our beliefs, I believe all of us who are sitting here are called by God. We are all called by God. He has a purpose in that. But you know the purpose. Do you know about your calling? If you believe God called you, for what? You know yourself. Can anybody say something? You may, it is by your understanding. It is by your experiences. It is by your way of living. You may give a different interpretation or understanding for this answer. This question, your answer may differ. And it has a one purpose. So now, what I wanted to, how I wanted to start, we are all called by God for one purpose. What is that purpose? Why God has called you? Why God has called you? To? Worshippers are selling to worship Him. What about you? To serve him. That's right. Think about it. Then you will understand it better. God called us to worship. God called us to serve him. Another. To love him. To know him. To do his will. Good. To save us. Amen. That is a fundamental. Yes. After saving only God can use you to praising you, to praise Him and to worship Him, to serve Him, all these things. God has called us to save. Before serving, God called us to save us. Save from the sinful world. Save from the darkness. That is why the definition for the church is we are called out people. Called out from the darkness of the world to the kingdom of God. Amen? So we are all called. The purpose is to be with Him. In Gospels we read when He called the disciples. How did He call? He has, when He went up in uh, Mark 6, uh, 3, we read about 13. 
he went up on a mountain and he called to him those he himself wanted and they came to him then he appointed them 12 and they might be with him and that he might send them to preach and to have power to heal sickness and to cast out demons and so on that is to serve first of all he called and he has chosen we are not only called we are chosen for a greater purpose some of the scriptures i will read it for you and the first corinthian chapter 1 verse 26 open your bibles so today i planned that all each and every one of us will open our bible and study the scriptures together the same thing pastor has repeated here we have to open our own bible see the confirmation what god the spirit of god inspired me and the same thing came from the pulpit from pastor and also the holy spirit inspired him to exalt the word the promise of the word today that became a foundation for today's message so in everything there is uniqueness and we can confidently say that god is in control of our life god is really merciful to each and every one of us we have one, the scripture is very true as we know and read we have one god one lord one savior that is very true let's open your bible first corinthians chapter 1 verse 26 i will read it for you a few verses then you can open the time comes for you to read together first corinthians chapter 1 verse 26 says for you see you are calling brethren that not many wise according to the flesh not many mighty not many noble are called who is called only the foolish and the weak the second verse the following verse says that so what we understand we are called or see that you are calling consider you are calling brethren not many are wise not many mighty not many noble we are unqualified people very simple for god to call us we were foolish we were weak but god chosen us god called us hebrew 31 hebrew chapter 3 verse 1 therefore holy brethren partakers of the heavenly calling consider the apostle the high priest of our confession christ jesus we are called the holy brethren considered partakers of heavenly calling the calling is not ordinary calling so the purpose of god calling us is to be with him forever to make heaven that is the ultimately the purpose of god calling us that's why we are called we are holy brethren and also partakers in heavenly callings so if you think that our calling is just to come to the church and serve the lord that's it means it is not the end ultimately we should make it heaven that is the purpose of our calling amen oh 
you don't agree you agree to that uh, god has called you but you don't come to accept that you want to make heaven that means you have a doubt am i right no you should say no for that also you keeping silent do you understand my language right god has called us each and every one of us for different purposes on this earth ultimately to make heaven still not fully accepted first peter chapter 5 verse 10 first peter chapter 5 verse 10 but may the god of all grace who called us to his eternal glory by christ jesus after you have suffered a while perfect establish strengthen and settle you that means called as to his eternal glory through christ to glorify him in heaven so eternity is assured for those who are called by god so we have to work out for that that is the other part, uh, other side of it but when god called us it is a heavenly calling and we have to glorify him and the assurance is there for us to make the eternity is for us anyhow the title of today's message is worthy walk of a calling worthy walk of our calling it is taken from ephesians chapter 4 verse 1 to 6 please open your bibles Ephesians chapter 4 from verses 1 to 6 Paul is writing I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you to walk worthy of the calling as i said the title to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called verse 2 with all loneliness and gentleness with long suffering bearing with one another in love enduring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace there is one body and one spirit just as you were called in one hope of your calling one lord one faith one baptism one god and father of all who is above all and through all and in you all beautifully it is written every word we can make one sermon every verse but when you start the scripture the first word itself the word starts with therefore refer back it refers back to the 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 total three chapters when the fourth chapter starts with therefore means he has said many things before in the last three past three chapters and he is coming to say about another three chapters exactly at the middle he starts 
Therefore, so this of a point is the first of. We learn many things from the past three chapters. We are who we are and what we are learn and how we should live. And we are moving from principle. When you think about it, they divide the sixth chapter, first half and the second half, or first three chapter and the second three chapter, we divide in this way. First three chapters are the principles. Last three, second three chapters are the practices. The first three chapters are exhortations. And the second three chapters are applications. And the first three chapters are doctrines. And the second three chapters are duties. If you read the scripture, we will understand it. How it is possible. Let us, I do not know how many of us are very familiar with what God has been saying or from the Bible, the position, what we are. All of us are going to read. Let us turn to Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. Are you ready? Right. All of us are going to, from your own Bible, all of us are going to read together. Then only you will understand what you are there. Or what God has considered you or blessed you or your position. Chapter 1 verse 3. Blessed be God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. What is it? We are blessed with every spiritual blessings. That is your position. That is what God says. You are called to be blessed spiritually with the heavenly blessings. So that is the reason God has called you and me. Secondly, verse 5, the same chapter. Having predestined as to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. What does it mean? We were chosen and predestined to adoption. God has adopted us. We are not of his own. But he adopted us. And he was, we are chosen before we are called. Predestined before the creation says so. Verse 7 from chapters 1. In him we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. What does it mean? We have redemption through his blood and the forgiveness of our sins. For that, God has called us. He redeemed us and he has saved us. And he has forgiven all our sins. More than serving him and bless, this is the basic, then the ultimate. So this is your position. You are, we are all his child. And we are all redeemed. 
by the blood of Jesus Christ and the forgiveness of our sins. Verse 11, the same chapter. Verse 11. In Him also we have obtained an inheritance being predestined according to the purpose of Him who works all things according to the counsel of His will. That is the promise. That is your position. What is that? We have obtained an inheritance. Whatever is belongs to Him, it belongs to us as well. If really our sins are forgiven and we are accepted as His, Him as our Father, whereas we became His children. Verse 13, the same chapter. In Him, you also trusted after you heard the word of the truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. So we are being sealed with the Holy Spirit of God. So that we will, we should not sin more. We are sealed means authorized, authenticated. We are His children. We are kingdom people, not of no more of the world. So when God chose us and calls us and given us this position, He is sealed by the Holy Spirit. What a great privilege and what a great blessing for us. Chapter 2, verse 1. Therefore, sorry, and he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sin. What does it mean? We were once dead in our trespasses. And now we have been made alive. Because of him we live today. He has, we were dead by our trespasses before knowing Christ. But now, we live because Christ lives. Hello? We live. Do you have doubt? Right. Ephesians 2.10 2.10, one to go. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. That is true what you have said. God called us to serve Him. Yes. God has called us to serve. How? We are His workmanship. The masterpieces created in Christ Jesus for good works. We were called. That is the position. We will go fast. 2.19 Now therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of household of God. That is true, that's why we are here. This is the household. We are in one house. God is our father, we are his children. This is the position when God called you and chosen you. And of course, by our name he has called. Amen? 21 and 22. Let us read that. 
the same chapter chapter 2 in whom the whole building being fitted together grows into holy temple in the lord in whom you also are being built together for the dwelling place of god in spirit so what does it mean we are being built together for a dwelling place of god when we are together god dwells amongst us it is not closely sitting together together in the sense in understanding in faith in love in about god understanding each other knowing each other understanding each other loving together one another then it became a dwelling place of god can you greet your neighbor left and right i love you with smile with smile with smile make him alert let him know that it should we should be rejoice and be excited to know when we all live together the presence of god is here if we don't live together you cannot sense it as simple as that let us go fast chapter 3 verse 20 because of the time we have to go fast chapter 3 verse 20 now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us what a great promise it is god is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or even think according to the power that works against in us dear brothers and sisters half of my time has gone in the introduction itself and anyway, god will help us paul makes his transition the change over from the first half to the second half this are all the position so the as as i said that is the, uh, the realities in the chapter 1 to 3 and now the chapter 3 onwards the practical uh plan and purpose of it the way of living so what does it mean walk worthy walk here refers to our daily lifestyle what what means what our daily lifestyle the way we live our lives on a day to day basis that is a walking walking means not a physical walking walking means how do you live what is your behavior how your character is expressed and ex- exposed so the christian has to walk or live differently from the non christians believers should walk differently than the unbelievers so worthy comes from the greek word axios that refers to a set a balance scale what is the balance scale the worthy the weight of one side must equal to the weight of the other side so this should be balanced left and right that you know all one side you put all that jesus has done for you one side of your weighing balance 
you put it i am not telling about the electronic balance why where you are taking your weight so that is only you can stand you cannot see the other side what but i telling about the two side balance scale the whole side so one side you keep what god has done everything what is done at the other side put how you live for him what he has done and how you live so the first three chapters i said the scripture mentioned what we read is what are the position what are the things god has done so what is expected the destiny is there how do you walk how do you behave what is your lifestyle to achieve that goal you are called for the eternity not for the time here just as a temporary but to make it you have to walk you have to work out even god has saved you you have to work out for your salvation so the way of your life the walk makes the difference so what god wants here the message is the worthy walk what is worthy means it has is like a scale what god has done for you count them all and see that what you are doing to the lord all of you have said or some of you have said god has called us to serve but what way and how far you are serving him first of all learn to love him how much you love him your amount of love is measured based on amount of your obedience So when we read the bible there are instruction to do a god commanded us to do in how many commandments we obey or we follow that makes the difference whether your scale is balanced or not so in this in this passage paul is saying for three chapters i have taught you to who you are as a child of god now we are going to study and to act like one to understand who you are believe and act like what you are going to do that is what i am saying so first thing verse 1 of chapter 1 chapter 3 sorry 4 what he says as he started with i therefore the prisoner of the lord beseech you to walk worthy of your calling with which you were called so paul was impressed because of his worthy work so first thing what we learn from his character is there are three things we are going to study to understand as we examine this passage the six verses and uh, we are going to study and understand the call of the worthy work secondly the characteristic of the worthy work thirdly the cause of the worthy work first is the call of the worthy work under the title of the call of the worthy work verse 1 i choose notice the apostle describes himself as a prisoner of the lord in his mind he was not a prisoner of a romans but prisoner of the lord secondly in other way he is reminding us that walking the worthy walk can be costly so as he said that i am a prisoner that is very uh, of course it is a costly however 
he is not asking us to do something he himself was not doing. That means, he is telling us what he is already there practicing. That is the Paul. That's what Jesus Christ also taught us. He will not tell us to do something which he is not doing. So then, Paul is literally in chains as he wrote these verses. However, he considered himself the prisoner of the Lord. Whether he was in chains or not, he had learned the view. Everything vertically instead of horizontally. He viewed everything in relation with Christ, not of himself. So, what his understanding is, first of all, relation vertical. It is with God. It is with Lord Jesus Christ. No, not of the world. The horizontal thing. That's why he said, he beseeches us. He encourages us. Secondly, he begs us. That's what he is. Second thing. He begs us to walk worthy. Notice the word beseech. It means to implore, to entreat, or to beg. In Greek, it comes to alongside, to help. So, every believer has a responsibility, encouraging and exhorting others to in obedience to the Lord. It is your and my response to encourage others to live your holy life, your righteous life. Because our God is the righteous God. We are called for a holy calling. Our calling is holy. Our God is holy. He wants us to be holy. So, we are called to encourage one another to lead them to live a righteous living. Then, Paul reminds us in these words that the worthy walk is a calling. What is the calling with which we were called? It is the Lord's call to salvation as we said in the beginning. You did not initiate your salvation. It is Jesus who did it. And it is He who called. We have not seek Him. It is He who seek. So if you are saved, you are called. You are chosen. That's what the Roman 8.28 says. And we know that all things work together for good. To those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. So, who was chosen? It is He. Who was saved? It is He. Everything is it is Him. We have not done anything except what you accept. What is it? What is our part? Hello, how you are saved? You are saved, no? You are saved. When you say you are called, you are accepted. You are saved. By what? That's it. Everything he did it. Very simple. We believed it. That's it. That is, the, that is how you are assured of your salvation. How can you assure it? Everything is written. It is written. Everything is there. Unless you believe and accept it. None of the things will save you. God cannot save you by force. This your part is believe in Him simply. He is God. First of all, He is a God, Holy God. First of all, I am a sinner. I need a Savior. 
my sins has to be forgiven and i surrender confess god has saved me that should be your faith you believe so here jesus said in john 6:44 no one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws him in john 15:16 he said you did not choose me but i chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit what does it mean going and bearing fruit what does it mean witnessing to the world by your very living the world should know you are a christian as simple as that so we have not chosen it is he who chooses and we are called to bear fruit jesus came to seek and save which was lost he provided the way of salvation and calling to be saved ephesians 1:4 as i read he chooses ephesians chapter 1 verse 4 he chooses in him before the foundation of the world why that we should be holy and without blame before him what does that mean the work worthy of calling we have to be called to be the children of god to walk worthy of the calling means we should act or behave like who has called us that means very simple we should act and we should behave in the world as the lord jesus christ in simple terms let us be a imitator of christ on this earth that is walking a worthy walk secondly from 3 to 2 verse 2 and 3 there are characteristics of the worthy walk what are the characteristics let's go quickly how can we know that we are walking the worthy walk how can we know that we are doing everything in balance with we are who we are so here what he says firstly the walk worthy is to show or to demonstrate lowliness look at your scripture verse 2 1 the first yeah he says lowliness the word lowliness is translated humility pride is the opposite of humility opposite of uh, lowliness or humility the first sin came about as as the result of pride that all of us we know every other sin has been the an extension of pride someone has said at the middle of every sin is even pastor mentioned here every sin is the middle word letter is i that is represents our pride on the other hand humility or lowliness is the most foundational christian virtue that is the first virtue of your christian humility the humbleness jesus is the greatest example of humility philippians 2:8 says and being found in appearance as a man he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death even the death of the cross he said to himself matthew 11:29 take my yoke upon you 
and learn from me for i am gentle and lowly in heart so to walk worthy of our calling to adopt a biblical worldly system how can it become more humble first begin with a proper view of yourself see yourself who you are then get a proper view of god everything that makes us proud is nothing before him the true humility is an indefinable just when you think of you have it and god will help us to have that humility or by his mercy god will grant us humble before him secondly to walk worthy is to show gentleness verse 2 second part of it loneliness or humility naturally produces gentleness or meekness you cannot be gentle or meek without being humble it is related continuation if you are humble definitely you are become meek meek pride and meekness cannot coexist they are mutually exclusive some times people think of meekness as a quality of being timid and indifferent or even cowardly yeah meek person may not be misunderstood to be low of courage this is not what the biblical word means it the opposite of gentleness is to be vindicate or vengeful the word has nothing to do at all do with the timidity or indifferences numbers 12 verse 3 we read the man moses was very humble more than all men who were on the face of the earth yet this humble gentle man fearlessly confronted the pharaoh on behalf of the people of god that is moses delivered the people and received the law he was fearless yet he is gentle again jesus has described himself as being gentle and lowly in heart that we read in matthew 11:29 so when the soldiers came to arrest jesus he protested and he has protected his disciples but he refused to protect himself that we read in john 18:6 when he proclaimed his identity they drew back and fell at the ground they glimpsed his power when peter attacked one of them jesus said do you think that i cannot now pray to my father and he will provide me with more than 12 legions of angels jesus had power and but under control so that is the meaning of how we behave gently to walk to have worthy walk with the lord thirdly to walk worthy the character third character is to walk worthy to be long suffering the same verse to says we might think of this word as a patience long suffering means yes it is literally means to long tempered 
or when you humble gentle humble gentleness will fl- follow you or flow in your life when you are gentle you will be naturally patient or long suffering have you ever prayed lord give me patience and give it to me that you might right now not everybody will ask that but it is god given gift to us when we are desired and the patience is once again the patience is the character of god himself that's what we read in second peter 5 3 verse 5 consider that the long suffering of our lord is salvation it is also characteristics of mature godly people so the maturity is based on your long suffering or your patience so that is why in the last months and all we had a mini sermons about the storm so everywhere physically and also in the spiritual life everyone of us felt that there was a storm even still but we have a god the lord who calms the storm of our life amen we had many encouraging sermons from this pulpit that was the timely messages to encourage each and every one of us so what is the sign of a matured believer or a christian is any storms comes whether it is on from this side or that side or above he will hold on peace that is a sign of he god lives in his life god takes control of his life so only the immature people will be thrown this side or that side we are fear and scary when the storm hits us so let's move on the fourth character of the worthy walk is bear with one another bearing with one another means a willingness to put up with something or someone in the spirit of love this is the idea given in first corinthians chapter 13 that we know love suffers long and it is kind love does not envy and love does not parade itself and love is so what are the things said in about love this is the type of love that will cover a multitude of sin that was in james 5:12 says and it is like a throwing blanket over the sin faults and failures of others not to hide them or excuse them but to forgive them so this is the agape love that flows down from the throne of god that is love covers the multitude of sins so we should understand it properly it is not hiding it is not a covering up in the sense and it is purely this has to be forgiven it is the love of god so bearing with one another in love does not just mean tolerating each other but reaching out to the other and it is the oil that lubricates our relationship that's why i said when we are sitting together live together means it is not a physical sitting when your mind is diverted oh this person that person and i don't speak to this person i don't have a relationship with that person no 
that is not the sign of a healthy fellowship that is not the place what i say or the scripture says so we have to live together bear with one another forgiving one another maintaining the relationship as the spirit of god ministered to us as a oil putting us together without any friction in the fellowship so we should have that kind of character finally in that fifthly walk worthy is to live in unity that is already as you understood paul says here to keep the unity of the spirit in bond of peace it is an urgent commandment that's what he says all the believers are called to be peacemakers that's what jesus said matthew 5:9 says blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called the sons of god if you are the sons of god we have to act like a sons of god by striving for unity and peace in the house of god and also in relation with uh, in relationship with our neighbors and our families and it is so sad thing even some of the families they live, they, they do not live together but as a child of god that is what demanded or expected from each and every one of us so then only you can say that i am walking i am having a worthy walk with the lord so that i will inherit the kingdom of god thirdly the cause of the worthy walk verse 4 and 6 be pay attention to it very carefully we walk worthy because of the spirit number 1 paul reminds us verse 4 paul reminds us here that there is look at your scripture look at your bible you can hear but you can watch he reminds us there is but one body one spirit on hope one hope this focuses the ministry of the holy spirit one spirit so through though there are it is said one body one spirit and one hope it is all represent the spirit of god so the one hope of calling is to be like jesus one day we will see him and we will be like him but until then we strive as as one for says to be holy and without blame before him in love that is what the verse chapter 4 verse 1 says to be with him you should see us secondly in the same verse 5 we walk worthy because of the son here we can also be unified because we have one lord one faith and one baptism and of this relates to all jesus christ we believe in him one lord one faith one baptism these three related and represents christ jesus so acts 4:12 says for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved one faith refers to true new testament christianity that is jude 3 refers to the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints one baptism so i believe to the spiritual baptism that happens at salvation 
water baptism we all know is an outward symbol of the inward reality however water baptism is in obedience to the lord thirdly in the same about the cost of the worthy walk yes we are unified in the father of all do we act like this are we different or are we walking the worthy walk are you in unity verse 6 as i said one god and one father of all who is above all and through all and in you all he represents the father so one so overall one god one the, first of all what is the cause cause worthy walk with them because of the spirit because of his son jesus christ our lord and savior and also because of the father as a conclusion let's remind us remember the call the characters and the cause of worthy walk one verse i will read it for you first peter second peter chapter 1 verse 10 therefore brethren be even more diligent to make your call an election sure for if you do these things you will never stumble so be careful even more diligent to make your call and also one more verse second timothy chapter 1 verse 8 and 9 second timothy chapter 1 8 and 9 therefore do not be ashamed of the testimony of our lord nor of me is prisoner but share with me in the suffering of the gospel according to the power of god verse 9 who that is god saved us and called us with a holy calling not according to our works but according to his own purpose and grace which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began so dear children of god the message today is god has called us god has called us call each and every one of us and that calling should lead us to make a worthy walk with him that is that will lead us into eternity when god has called us he has a purpose even though we have meditated many things how can we make a worthy calling the first six chapter six verses of the fourth chapter tells us the way we should walk to make a worthy walk god has called us to walk worthy with him amen do you believe that so whatever was said in the first three chapters is about our position what is expected in the last second three chapters is how we are supposed to live 
so we are not only the satisfied with the promises what god has said about us let us be prepare ourselves to walk with him our walk should be a worthy walk with him amen, amen. now is the time for us to go to the lord's table let us prepare our hearts as there are inconvenience before us and you should cooperate uh with ashes Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, once again our heart rejoices to come before you. Lord, as you have spoken to us, continue to minister to us through this table which you prepare for us. Dear Father, forgive all of our sins. Lord, if we have any unforgiven sin in us, forgive us with the blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. And make us worthy children to take part in this table. when we take part in this with this in this table we identify ourselves that we are one among us and we are one with you and we will remember lord it is you who died for us you are buried you are rose again and you are living god and you are going to come and also it remains this that we proclaim the death of your son jesus christ to this world and we will also remember lord to proclaim this gospel till the end of the day until the son of jesus your son jesus christ comes to this world father once again we bring before you the bread and the wine which is kept before the table lord bless it and sanctify it then we take part in this lord we will identify our self so father with you in jesus precious name we pray be children of god it is not a new thing for all of you and as we pray and as we know it represents here the bread represents the body of jesus christ the wine which kept is represents the blood of jesus christ and even though it is a symbolically we accept it and we believe it everything is in our beliefs as you know that it is a memorial every christian should remember the death burial and the resurrection resurrection and coming of the lord that is the great hope what we have god has commanded us it is the ordinance of the new testament church as it is started from the old testament as the israelites were delivered from the uh, from egypt and today in these days we remember how the passover is conducted and today once again it's a privilege and it is a blessing for us to come together take part in this but with one condition i am not going to read the scripture because of the time but we know we should examine ourselves if we have any guilt in us any unforgiven sin in us it is your responsibility to confess before the lord make with a right conscience before him and take part in this if you do so you are condemn yourself you take condemnation from god by yourself that is not as a punishment and it is a chastening of god so dear children of god encourage you have faith with the scripture and be free to take part in this and it will show that we are all 
one in spirit in love in understanding not only among us and with our lord jesus christ so ashes will help you and guide you just to cooperate with him and there are small changes and since the, both the edges are blocked and all of you are come as usual and you can stand in your side of your row and return the people will enter middle of you when you are both of you are standing from both the sides the those who are completed or taken a cup they can return in the middle and those who are in the first part they can choose even the side if it is possible they can go but in the those who are in the rear after this uh, blocks let them go through the middle may god bless you
I need to ask myself. Each of us needs to ask himself. Are we saved and called to serve the Lord? Do I know that? Then it's time we told the Lord that we are going to do it. 
it's time that we stopped taking the back seat but it's time that we started acting on the call that is on our life colossians chapter 3 and i will just read verse 15 but i encourage you to read from verses 12 to 17 at your time but verse 15 says this and let the peace of god rule in your hearts to which also you were called in one body and be thankful so let's just say thank you father thank you lord that you have called me thank you lord that you have saved me and thank you lord that you have called that i might serve you lord thank you father for what you did on that cross that today as we took the elements of the the body and the blood we are in remembrance of that sacrifice that you made that i might live if it was not for you if it was not for what you did on that cross if it was not for that time when you hung all my sins on that cross father god what hope would i have but lord you did it all you did it all for me and the least i can do is to serve you with a grateful heart father god we ask that for every one of us here lord today we are all thankful and grateful lord father for what you did on that cross we do not take the lord's table as a ritual but in remembrance of what you did father god we thank you lord we thank you father for speaking to us we thank you father for using your servant to bring across your word and we are grateful for it lord father god as we leave this hall we ask lord father that you continue to be with us guide us guard us and lead us in jesus name we pray amen let's share the grace may the grace of our lord jesus christ the love of god the fellowship of the holy spirit be with us now and forevermore amen surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives and we shall dwell in the house of the lord forever and ever amen god bless you as we step out to fellowship